Each and every week we gather to bask in its glow. Information, picture, and sound beamed through the night skies. Destination, our living rooms. As the screen sparks to life, the outside world dims, transporting us for 60 minutes into parallel dimensions. This is the modern campfire, where legends are born and sagas unfold. Where some find only entertainment, we find religion. And now you've found us. And so we invite you too to join us as part of the Cult of the Cathode Ray. Welcome back to another episode of Cult of the Cathode Ray, where we are discussing The Walking Dead. And we are on Season 2, Episode 6, entitled Secrets. And I know I have some secrets. Does my co-host, Zachary Edgerton, do you have any secrets? Uh, I have a couple of really <laughs> deep, dark secrets, so you got to subscribe to our Patreon. That's true. Actually, I think the biggest secret is your name, because I don't know if you said it at the top there. <laughs> that is a good point. I never introduced myself. Yeah. Hello, I'm Renee St. Aubin. Welcome to the cult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when you get inducted to the cult. That's what she says. Welcome to the yes. cult. <laughs> Welcome to the cult, and I give you a hat. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice hat. Yeah, it is. It is a nice hat. I put a lot of effort into picking those hats out. Yeah. And yeah. So write us today to get I'm, your own I'm hat. I'm wearing mine right now. You can't see it, but <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. I have mine hanging up on a, on a hat rack. Nice. Pretend I have a hat rack. <laughs> oh, man. So we're just going to jump right into this sucker. So this episode... It's smack dab in the middle of season two. It was directed by David Boyd, who had done some previous episodes, and it was written by Angela Kang. Uh, Interesting, this was her first episode of The Walking Dead, and she's done quite a bit after that, but most interestingly is after the conclusion of the 11th and final season of The Walking Dead, she will be the showrunner of a spinoff series that is focused on Daryl Dixon and Carol Peltier. And that show is uh, set to air in 2023. I really, so, I really hope they call it Carol and Daryl, and the opening is yes. like a Laverne and Shirley or uh, Cagney and Lacey style like opening. That's all I That's want. That's amazing because I wrote the same note that I hoped it was called Carol and Daryl or <laughs> Daryl and Carol. I forget yeah. how I wrote it. Uh, yeah, that spinoff. I, I would hope be it, much God, more I hope it has a theme song. I hope it has a theme song. He's Daryl, she's Carol, and they're running from the walkers. He's Daryl, she's Carol. They're getting real. I don't know. Let's, <laughs> that. let's um, do let's, it. Let's jot that down. Hey, can you get if you can get uh, Angela Kang's email address? Mm-hmm. I will. I will send her a demo, and we'll see what she says. Perfect. So please get on that. I will. I will absolutely get on that, and I'm going to download what, what's that Garage Hero app from uh, oh, Apple, and we can all we can make a song. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So man, this episode aired back in November of 2011 and it had 6.08 million viewers. I do believe it was a little bit lower than pardon me than the previous episode. Uh but it, you know, funny, I guess, funny enough, it was the second highest rated cable program of the day, having been beaten by a stock car racing event. Of course. I mean, <laughs> so. people do love their stock car racing. They do. They do love their stock car racing. So but wait, I guess isn't, it was a big day. I feel like that's a that is that's a, that's kind of a cheat though because I wonder I wonder like how long you have to watch a show to actually be counted as a viewer because isn't stock car racing last like six hours? That's a really good like, point. Does that count everyone who tuned into that stock car race over that yeah. whatever six hours? Yeah, because and so, I don't, I mean I don't know how many people were sitting there and watching it for the whole yeah, time, right? Asterix. Asterix. 100%. Absolutely. Revoked. Ranking (laughs) revoked. (laughs) So this episode, oh man, Glenn is just having a time. He just discovered this barn full of walkers and it's just kind of a lot going on. A lot has to do essentially with kind of how the uh, show is titled. Secrets. There are secrets. And, uh, I guess we can just jump right into this sucker and start talking about all of all of the living people that we still have with us at this point. Is there anyone that you would like to mention, or do you have like a super awesome segue for us? I well, I I kind of do because oh. uh, one of the the first the first members of the living that we see 
is uh, Carl, who just had major surgery to remove a bunch of fragments of, like, uh, metal uh, 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 bullet fragments from his abdomen from a guy who had never operated on a human being before. And he's three fucking days ago, and now he's walking around feeding chickens. Yes. This kid is, I mean, I know they say kids bounce back, but god damn, Carl. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. (laughs) And he's feeling so good, he's already shit-talking his mom. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He's like, he's a housewife lady. Which was honestly, like, one of my most favorite interactions was when she called him a punk and, like, threw a handful of corn at him. I was like, oh, Lori. (laughs) Yeah, so, I don't know. That's I actually don't have anything else to say about Carl other than... I like the fact that yeah he's he, man like this kid should not be out of bed right now. I mean I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure when you have like some amateur surgery done on you, to 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 like go in and like pry a bunch of bullet fragments out of your abdomen, you're supposed to stay in bed for a while. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I would think so. I mean you just had a blood transfusion and stuff. You know. Eh. Eh. Yeah. I'm gonna say maybe keep it keep it lay it low for a while. Yeah. I'd probably get dizzy and pass out. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would, dude, I would like milk that for the next month. I'd be like, uh, I'd, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to do some chores. I'd love to lift a finger to help out around here. But <laughs> the bullet fragments, did I mention that uh, Herschel, not an actual doctor, did surgery on me? <laughs> oh, yeah. bring yeah. me another juice box, please. Please, with like <laughs> no pain medication. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And also, like, you know he's touched on the other side now because they were talking about the chickens, and he's like, oh, the mother chicken, she's probably dead. Someone probably ate it because everything else is something's food. It's like, yeah. Jesus, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl's had a near-death experience, and he yeah. came back dark. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to be, oh. he's going to be, uh, like, wearing mascara and, like, dyeing his hair oh in no God. time little emo carl that yeah. would have been so he's going great. goth goth carl goth carl <laughs> yeah oh it's anyways so good. yeah that's all i got about carl nice nice um gosh there's there's it's so you know there's just kind of like the last time i feel like there's not a whole lot of t-dog um there's so many people they just kind of brush past a little bit I don't really remember too much of uh, T-Dog in this episode. I honestly don't even really remember too much of Carol in this episode. Am I missing any major moments between those two? God, I, two. I'm trying to think. I'm, I, I, yeah, I, well, I didn't take any notes about either of them, actually. So, yeah. yeah. Even Daryl. I don't I even think I have any Daryl notes. I think they're in the background, but yeah. Yeah, Which, you know, I think they were just like, Daryl needs a break. We're going to yeah. send him on a vacation. <laughs> he's He's resting up. He hit his head. And unlike Carl, he's actually being smart and taking it easy. So, yeah, you know, I could think about um, Maggie because um, she she comes. This is again one of my favorite moments when she like comes up to Glenn with like a basket of fruit, I guess, or like a basket, and he's like, she's like talking essentially about the barn, and he's like, "You're trying to buy my silence with fruit," and she's like, "No." There's also jerky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's trying to keep this whole situation under wraps because she knows it's it's bad news. It's very bad news. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I would also be worried. I mean, if Glenn, I feel like she, I mean, she's only, I guess she's only, again, like, it's so hard because the timeline on the on the show, it's, it's, it, it, it's easy to forget uh, how condensed it is. She's only known him for a couple days, but I feel like she's, she probably knows that he's like a horrible liar. <laughs> so yeah. like yeah, she probably knows that he's like the worst person in the world to uh to know to know her secrets or their secrets, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then so with Maggie, they had, you know, coming back from <laughs> she's very angry with Lori because essentially she's kind of realized what's going on with her being pregnant and she so she's quite angry and um god i'm so sorry i'm all over the place and so matt or not maggie Lori now has these morning after pills and this part was i'm like okay once again robert kirkman apparently knows did not even consult a 
one female or <laughs> anyone for this this part because they're like go get some morning after pills okay well that's not how those work um and now i will proceed to take 15 of them at once it's like oh god what and then i, I assume that i assume that she was like trying to make up for lost time though right i guess so but i don't know like, if i take all of them maybe it yeah. will work it's like well okay no <laughs> oh god but then instant like she didn't really even think about it instantaneously she's like nope gonna throw these up yeah oh and then of course oh eagle scout rick comes back and sees all the empty the empty you know packets of the morning after pill (laughs) oh god and he just has his moment which oh Things to bring up in the middle of the, uh, I guess, po- apocalypse. I suppose. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's the great thing about the show, though. It's like it's the middle of the apocalypse, but everyone has time for drama. So absolutely. By yeah. the way, I, I totally, I actually forgot they they do. Daryl is in here because he's in the. Uh, uh, I can't remember that even what the conversation is about, but I think Andrea brings him a book, in the uh, in the tent. He's like laying. He's like chilling in the yes. tent in the beginning of the show. That's right. She does bring him something. Yeah. Because he made the comment oh, to her that. Oh, I, oh, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. If you remember. Oh, yeah. It was just that um, if you ever shoot me again, you just better make sure I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> you better yeah. hope I'm dead. Yeah. So there we go. We got one. We got one scene with Daryl and, you know, another zinger from zinger. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, poor Daryl. And it was also kind of funny because all of a sudden he's in a tent. Like, oh, poor Daryl. Like, Carl, you're fine. You can stay in the bed in yeah. the house as long as you need. But you, to the tent. Herschel, Herschel kicked him right right out. Yeah. And it was like they didn't even let the poor guy shower. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, he's probably he's probably trying to keep him away from uh, from his daughters because apparently that's his number one concern is that keeping is all the men away from his daughters. That's true. It's like, stay away from my daughters and stay away from the barn. Those are the the rules of the Herschel household. Exactly. <laughs> This is mine. Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter's oh my or gosh. my barn. It's funny. My This episode, I think for me, it was a little bit hard because I watched them, you know, in succession of going from five to six. Um, so this had this had a moment where so everybody, I guess, is going to go leave the farm. They're going to do some stuff, um, I guess, some gun training so they they all leave and they're doing all this gun training, um, and everything is fine. And I forget the exact moment when um, Andrea and Shane go off, and I think that they're I think they're going off to maybe go look for Sophia some more, and they get kind of get into this neighborhood. And Shane's like, "Yeah, I'm going to use this as a moment to like let Andrea really pick up her skills." Oh, this made me so mad because <laughs> she's like, "Uh." Oh, my gun. I don't know what I'm doing. And then, like, she gets it together, right? Like, just in the nick of time. And then all of a sudden, it's like this stupid moment where she's, like, in the zone. And, like, her secret shooter power has been activated. And she's just like, boom, boom, headshot, headshot, headshot. And I was like, this dumb shit. Who wrote this? Oh, my <laughs> well, God. Apparently, Angela King did. So, yeah. direct all comments Damn to it, her. Angela. So, yeah. That just that moment was just like, it just I hate that kind of thing. Yeah, like I get it. You can get in the zone and have a little more confidence of what you're doing. But it was just like, oh, headshot, headshot, headshot. Like, she's not that good. Come on. (laughs) Like, she just her gun just jammed. It took her 10 minutes to figure out how to unjam it. Come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is kind of like I guess I guess they're they're kind of building on the fact that the. So they, they took her out for practice and she she was, you know, showing some promise. So he was like, ooh, let me give you some private lessons. Wink, wink. Private um, lessons. And then he's and then he's like, you know, telling he's he's giving her the motivational uh, speech uh, about or I guess the, uh, you know, the, the the whatever the philosophy behind how to center yourself because he's trying to like teach her how to shoot a, a moving target. Right. So I guess it's like, you know, she's learned in the last hour. She she took everything she learned from shooting that log. <laughs> and, and then I guess, uh, you know, a lot happens between them, too, because he pisses her off by mentioning her sister. Yeah. You know, she storms away. 
he he catches up to her in the car. They proceed to bang, and then they go out and and then yeah, they have the whole the whole uh, oh sequence. See, no. I thought that sequence happened and then they banged afterwards because she's like, I'm a badass. I can kill zombies now. Let's do it. And that's when I thought they came back. A- I could totally be wrong. I thought they came back after that. And Dale was like, y'all smell funny. What happened? What's that look on your face for, Andrea? Which she, I'll play poker with her anytime because that bitch has a tell. Like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> like, no, okay, no. Andrea. It's. It's it's uh it because it, because he the reason that she storms off is uh or, or am I wrong am I totally probably no I'm just oh kidding. no 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 you're you're right I think I'm sorry I'm sorry I think you no. are yeah yeah sorry I'm I'm misremembering he he because I think yeah he catches up to her gets her back in the car like a kind of apologizes to her and then it's later that they yeah it's after the 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 walker thing say so i apologize you're you're 100% no correct. that's okay uh that is okay and it's just, the whole thing though is so just so strange like you guys yeah. have been through a lot of emotions so i guess <laughs> whatever you yeah. need to do and then uh. he's like just the yeah just the whole scene maybe i was just overwhelmed by how silly that scene is cuz it just, was silly they're driving along she like grabs his crotch he stops yeah. the car and he's like, "Well, come on then." <laughs> and it's yes. like, okay. And then it's like she hits the horn. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh God!" You're like, "Look out, you guys!" <laughs> like, lock the doors, I guess. My 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 two probably my two least favorite characters getting it on. I could care less, honestly. No I mean, joke. Good for them, I guess. But yeah, good for them. It's too bad you weren't overrun by walkers at that moment. Yeah, yeah. It would have been funny if she like hit the hit the horn with her ass, and then like, in the next scene, there were just like a bunch of walkers like rocking the car, and yes. yeah. Ah. Well, if the yeah, I guess if the were they, uh, who who was rocking the car? If the Subaru is a uh, rocking or whatever the kind of car they were in. <laughs> um, oh my god! I think it was I think it was a Hyundai. Um, and but I yeah. forgot it was a little bit later um, after that where I think that. Glenn and Maggie went back went back to the pharmacy again because you know you got to keep making pharmacy runs. Yeah, like you all have cars now. <laughs> once again, like, yeah, once again you can't just take all that shit in one go and be done with it. Oh my god! Like I understand you probably didn't think you would need prenatal vitamins, but they're still vitamins yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. There's like nothing in it that's gonna like make you like start lactating if you're not <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Well, I also like, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Glenn and Maggie, if if we have nothing else to say about the uh, the beautiful consummation of Shane and Andrea's relationship, <laughs> um, I do I do love you know once again got gotta talk gotta call out how much I love Glenn, mm. and like even when he's being kind of annoying because in the uh, I think it's near the the beginning of the episode. He's basically like mansplaining to Lori about how to take care of herself while she's oh pregnant. Oh my gosh! But it's like he's yeah, like, you have a medical condition. <laughs> you have a medical condition. He's like, you have to you have to take vitamins and and it's like, uh, you know, it, it you should be it, it should be kind of offensive because he's trying to tell this woman who already has a child, um, yeah. uh, you know. But but it's it's actually kind of like I don't know. It's kind of heartwarming because he's doing it. He actually does it he's doing it out of concern and he, he actually is. he is like very concerned for her and you know her well-being so yes and that was one of my notes about glenn was that he's just very considerate and caring albeit terrible at keeping secrets but <laughs> very sweet yeah still very sweet by the way uh, yeah i sorry we actually are jumping around a lot i think my because my notes are kind of bad no that's okay them... my notes are bad too okay it's, great yeah Perfect. Well, yeah, people can just, uh, you know, whatever. If you're listening along, just enjoy trying to trying to connect the dots here. Because um, I did. I said I had nothing else in Carl. I did have something else in Carl. Um, oh. Carl, who has, you know, the worst parents in the world, uh, who, got, you know, <laughs> his dad got him shot. And now he's walking around. He's he's packing heat. Yeah. He's packing heat in the nothing camp. Nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I love the fact I, I actually have really nothing else about that. I mean, other than just the fact that once again, like, who's watching this kid? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, well, he needs to protect himself. Like, why would he be by himself? When, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's I don't kind know. Of, like, like I would expect, especially like Lori, and maybe, maybe uh, you know, she's still kind of secretly 
I don't know, has a death wish for this kid. But like if I would expect she seems like this sort of mom, like after he gets shot, like she would not let him out of his sight until he was like 35. You know? Yeah. I mean, she she's because she does. I mean, she is like expressing, you know, concern for him. I, I do actually like where she's talking. I don't remember exactly where it is, but she's like talking about him and his she's talking about like you know i still have i still remember what it was like before and i still have good memories that i can cling on mm. to but she's like i yeah. i think that uh, she has something about like she's something about like i think his like well is running dry already yes yeah which is actually really kind of interesting because the idea that yeah they're like the people his age right now are gonna be the ones who actually don't really remember the way things were before and whether that's actually now, I mean, you could actually argue, is that better or worse? Right. Because if he's growing up in this world, you know, he's actually more, I don't know, he's he's maybe more inclined to actually survive because he doesn't yeah. have those memories to cling on to. But yeah, and either way, are, you know, they're pretty adaptable. Yeah, so exactly. Think, yeah. And even, you know, even for like the future potential baby, it's sure. But that like if that's the only thing, you know then I guess, you know, it doesn't, you know, you know what yeah, I'm trying to say? It's like, all, yeah, it's you, all it's relative. Not, yeah, it is all relative, like, right? So it's like she will have really good times because she doesn't know what other good times were for other people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Bad times won't be so bad for her. They'll just be like another day. Right, exactly. So it's like, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if she has, I don't know if she's, she secretly, <laughs> she secretly still wants to kill Carl because the other, you know, a few episodes ago, she was like, maybe it's better if he just dies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was funny that he was he was out of her sight long enough to like get this gun, and then he's been, I guess, walking around with it all day, and <laughs> she either hasn't noticed or just hasn't been around to see. Yeah. And he's like, what is he like? He's like packing it in like the back of his pants or something. Like, I think. Geez. Yeah. I think it's like in the front of his pants or something. Like Shane so sees it. He's like, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, kids today. Yeah. So, <laughs> man. Okay. So where were we? Uh, I know we're bouncing around here. I apologize, folks. No, but my God, no. Me. T- yes, I. I apologize as well. <laughs> I don't know. Let's get back to Glenn because you know the the title of this episode is Secrets, and obviously, I would I would argue for that sake alone. If we have to identify a uh, a main character of this episode, it's probably him because he true. has he has all the secrets. And uh, a couple things I wanted to mention about him. Hmm. Uh, first of all, well, actually, I guess we can talk about him and Maggie because, yeah, I think we mentioned this last episode, but you mentioned the scene where Maggie basically kind of gives him the what for, but gives kind of kind of says some things that he probably needs to hear mm-hmm. about his um, his abilities in the group. Yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah. She definitely, um, you know, I think at this point she. She's irritated at him, and he's like kind of having this moment of like, "What did I do now?" And uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. This... Oh no, no sorry. Please, go ahead. No, I, I think you know maybe what you were kind of going like. He's just been getting it. Like she's yes! just giving him a hell yes! of a time. She's been yanking his chain this whole time. Yes, no, like no wink, wink. She's you know not in a good way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess it's kind of an interesting scene with them because like a he's like he's actually it's kind of funny he's basically hearing the thing that we've been saying as viewers this whole time, which right. is like why isn't why isn't Glenn in charge? They even mentioned because yeah. we like we were talking about the other the other episode where they send him down to the well and it's like why would you send the most valuable person down into that well? And mm-hmm. she even mentions that <laughs> and yeah yeah but then we also get kind of a. We get kind of another side of Maggie and we start to think like maybe maybe she's been giving him a hard time. Maybe she's been kind of creating that that, um, I guess, emotional distance between them, not because she wants to hit it or quit it, you know, or hit it and quit it. Maybe, you know, not because he was just a convenient person, you know, in the moment. But maybe she actually does kind of have those feelings for him, but she's already lost so many people in such a short amount of time that she's kind of like she's in that situation where she's like, um, I don't know if I want to get close to another person because if I lose them, it'll just hurt me again. Yeah. And especially somebody like Glenn, who, like she said, is 
you need something? Oh, Glenn does it. You need like set, need bait? Glenn will do it. Need this? Glenn will do it. You know, so he realistically, just like Otis, could be one of those people that just goes out and never comes back. Um, oh. Maybe even more so than other people. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. She, I didn't, she, I didn't she, even she think of that. that yeah. <laughs> yeah, Otis. Oh, poor Otis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of, um, Nervous Nellie, she made her way back to the barn. What a good girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's very happy to see that. Sweet, yeah, well, uh, sweet little thing. I thought it was interesting. I love, uh, man, I, I I love the 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 dynamic between these characters. Glenn, first of all, I love the fact this this whole episode, he's just he's just so bad at keeping secrets, <laughs> and like he's he's just you know so suspicious. Like there's a scene where I can't even remember where it is exactly, but he's like bringing i think he's bringing them the binoculars or something but he's like sitting there like looking at Lori, staring at her (laughs) and then you know shane's like hey you know what's going on yeah but yeah so i i I mean it got i adore the fact like how bad he is and how much how much of a burden he's enduring here um (laughs) who you know finally he unloads on a guy who's actually pretty good at lying surprisingly enough because dale yeah Dale, Dale, uh, well, I guess, or, you know, surprisingly enough or not, because Dale's a very nice, honest guy, but he's also, he's also very worldly. So I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. But uh, the fact that he's kind of, he kind of manages to, like, he, I guess he understands that he can't, he does, or he shouldn't try to keep these secrets as well. So the scene where he's, you know, the scene where Nervous Nelly comes back, he's, he's coming around and he, he cooks up a pretty convincing story about, you know, knowing that the walkers are, are in the barn which I liked. yeah i thought that was very smooth and it was very funny because when he first like kind of rolls into the barn i'm like you know i don't i don't really recall them having too many interactions before dale and herschel yeah and yeah so yeah it was kind of interesting and you know being kind of the um you know da- um i'm sorry herschel's really you know this patriarch dale you know I guess sort of could be in the essence of like his his stature, his knowledge, his age, but he's not. He's just kind of this like laid back dude who's really kind of letting everybody else take the lead. But yeah. he's totally like in the background, you know, kind of doing stuff and guiding things along in a way, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I thought so, you know, yeah, coming in and asking him, it's <laughs> just the whole, oh, I was taking a walk and heard about the barn. Ah. Uh, um, you know, ah, that whole thing is just weird. I, I guess I sort of get it from the extent of like, okay, these people don't know what zombies are. This is not a thing. I guess realistically, maybe they do think that they could get better. I mean, I know they've not necessarily, I mean, although the, I guess the well guy should have been a pretty good <laughs> indication that there's something going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, it's kind of um, it's interesting because you know I, I don't want to say like naive, but he's very very intelligent, but also somewhat somewhat naive. I don't know. You're talking about you're talking about Dale. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Herschel. Talking about Herschel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that whole well, yeah. First of all, it's very. Uh, I do love the fact you know you mentioned Dale's usually in the background. He actually steps up a couple times in this episode, which yeah. we'll talk about a little more. But yeah, yeah the the whole like. Herschel, I mean, A, we've kind of found out now, okay, this is this is why this is well, some of the reason he's been a dick has been because he's trying to, you know, keep this a secret, obviously. And he knows what he knows well, the thing is like he's smart enough to know how people will react. Mm-hmm. So he like he, he kinda probably knows that he's doing something weird here. <laughs> but then he's also like, yeah, the when Dale's talking to him and he's like, you know, those people are dead. Like they're not coming back. And like, if you've right. seen them, if you've been up close to them, like those, they're not, they're not the, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, I don't remember exactly. I didn't write down the lines, but he's like, you know, he says something about, you know, they're not, they're not the people you love. They're, they're just dead. Like, yeah. And it's kind of interesting that like Herschel. Yeah. He, I don't know. He, I mean, I, he seems like a, a smart person, but at the same time, he also seems like the sort of person who can, I don't know, he can convince himself of something and he's also very set in his ways. So he, when his mind is made up, you know, he, it's hard to change it, even mm-hmm. if it's like ridiculously wrong, which obviously it is in this case. Cause all the walkers, I mean, 
especially at this point, like this season, you know, they've been kind of uh, upping the makeup and everything. So mm. all the walkers we see in this season have been pretty nasty. And yeah. so it's, you know, it's hard to believe that someone would see those people and be like, oh, yeah, they could maybe they could get better. So. Right. Yeah. You would you would think. And it's interesting. It's funny. I wrote one of my notes was that this was the Dale face episode because um, you know, he, he keeps having yeah. these like conversations, these tough conversations with people that inevitably leave him in this moment of like, oh, you know, because he makes that comment. Herschel makes that comment when they're having that conversation of like you have humanity and and so does Rick. But, you know, think about everybody else in your group because um, he's basically like well, what can we do let's secure the barn let's make sure that you can do what you need to do we can keep everyone safe and he's basically like I don't think that's possible with who you're who you're with and yeah. I think and Dale sort of has that like oh shit he's right yeah kind of oh, a moment <laughs> that, that's actually very true yeah because he says something that he says like Rick is a man of conscience, but can you say that about everyone in your group that's Which is actually is, yeah yeah very very insightful very insightful play by Herschel because mm. he he knows that Dale Dale is smart enough to know that yeah he's he's not wrong he, yeah uh, that you know even even if even if technically the the right thing to do is to probably go in and just blast all these walkers but he knows like he he obviously the conversation he's having with Dale like he understands that Dale's not just going to do that because he does have empathy yeah. but uh, but yeah there are a lot of a lot of or I should say a couple of loose cannons in the in the in the group so. Yeah, and I should mention when this whole conversation, this whole series of events was uh, prompted by Glenn because everybody went out to shoot, and so Glenn's like, "I gotta, I gotta hang back and do some stuff uh, that that Dale yeah. needed me for. He's I like, gotta find him." Dale was gonna show me how to change the something, yeah, like the spark belts plugs. or something, spark plugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "I gotta look for Dale," and he's like, right behind him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm right here. You found me." <laughs> But he plays it um, off. He even even then he plays it off. He's like, so yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, that was so great. So I really yeah. I really liked that moment because he was like, "There's walkers in the barn and and Lori's pregnant." Yeah, <laughs> he just like <laughs> vomited just like, it out on him. Oh yeah. Oh. But yeah, I, and I so Dale handled it quite nicely. I really I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Well, well, the second confrontation he has, I actually <laughs> kind of like though, because. Yeah. You know, Dale, I think I think I, I do think that Dale's a good liar. I think we kind of see <laughs> that he was the right person to kind of start to broach these subjects with these people. But yeah. I love the fact that <laughs> Lori's Lori's way too smart for him. Because, I loved that, too. <laughs> like I was buying his story. Yeah, I, I get it. Because, yeah, yeah, you had, your wife was pregnant and you kind of know the signs. And yeah, that makes sense. But he's just like, yeah, Glenn told you. <laughs> right. And it really yeah. was. It was such a great segue kind of a thing because oh absolutely you that could be something you really would recognize but yeah no (laughs) i i enjoyed that a lot and it was the same kind of thing right like exactly that conversation you mentioned earlier where she's got a bucket full of memories to pull from carl i was gonna call him carol carl almost only has (laughs) maybe you know six you know of what he can even remember you know being a kid not that many um you know, and so what? What exactly would her kid be like? And and even would the would the baby survive? Would the baby grow up to be your age? And he was just like, oh fuck! Like had that moment of like, shit, shit she's right. Like, Ugh. poor poor Dale. I, I do I do love the the line. I had to I had to go back and look here. I, the the line that. <laughs> that he has is so perfect because it so perfectly sums Glenn up. He says, uh, what did you expect? The boy has no guile. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Oh, uh, and the way he delivered it was beautiful. Yeah. Was yeah. It, I, I love that. I mean, like Lori's not even like really mad because no. <laughs> she can't, she can't be mad at Glenn and she, she can't be mad because it's Dale. Exactly. Yeah. It was a lot. I think at the end of the day, she probably knows it was a lot to put on this. Poor yeah. Kid. Yeah. And I mean, like Dale, as always, like the thing I love about his character so much is that he's just, you know, he always approaches these conversations from a place of like understanding and empathy. It's like kind of the same thing like we were talking about um, the end of season one where everyone's kind of like kind of treating Andrea like a pariah but he because she, you know, she had to like put 
you know, she, uh, she, she waited to put her sister down, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and you know, she's basically, you know, pulled her gun and raking everything. But then he comes over and, you know, he's saying, you know, he's like, I'm just here to pay my respects. And it's like, so I don't know. I just, all, all these scenes, I just like, I, I love Dale so much for just the, the humanity that he brings to these, these conversations. Yeah. A hundred percent. He really is. Oh man. He really is. And, and he's still with Andrea. It's like, he, I think, you know, it's kind of similar to Herschel looking out for his daughters in a way of like, you know, he wants to look out for Andrea and he wants her to be safe. Yeah. But it's like, fuck anybody but Shane. Yeah. Why? Why Shane? And that was a, that was a tough confrontation that, that Dale and Shane had because he basically just called him out, right? On essentially having Rick in his sights, like literally in his scope. Um, and he held it and he, you know, but then as much as you would expect from a psychopath, Shane's like, well, if you thought I'd do that to my best friend, what do you think I'd do to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, <sighs> I love the, I love the, the contrast there between like the other two conversations he had yeah. and the, yeah, with Shane, he's basically just like, yeah, I'm onto you and you should leave. Yeah. But then obviously like all of his all of his suspicions because he obviously had suspicions about this guy for a while um not even like i, I feel mm-hmm. like probably you know irrespective of the seeing him train his gun on rick but yeah. he's yeah like having having those suspicions confirmed and having him say to his face yeah it's like <laughs> what do you what do you think i'm gonna do to you old man like damn like yeah and that's a, and it was a ballsy moment, you know, because, I mean, you don't know, like, I mean, Dale could just turn around and, and say something to someone. It's almost like Shane knew that he's not the guy that's going to go around and do stuff like that. You know, right. that he's going to probably keep that in his pocket for a while. <sighs> yeah. So that's a, that's honestly probably the, the, like, the most interesting thing or the most interesting takeaway from like, I feel like the other two, I don't know if the other two conversations were necessarily resolved, but this is the one that makes me say, like, ooh, what's going to, what's, how's this going to play out now? <laughs> like, because, yeah, he knows, and Shane knows that he knows. <laughs> right. And, and he knows that Shane knows that he knows. And Shane has, <laughs> yeah. And we know. And we know that he knows <laughs> that Shane knows that he knows. So, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of an interesting uh dynamic now of like well how's is he gonna say anything is he gonna you know is he gonna have to like is he gonna be watching his back like you know what's gonna happen does shane does shane see him as a threat because that's the other thing like it's kind of unclear like how shane really regards him like does he see him as a threat Mm -hmm. or does he just see them see him as this kind of like doddering old man who maybe even though even if he saw what he saw like he's he's not actually like gonna threaten his his position i don't know yeah i think so too right he definitely had like a level of confidence there that shane was not scared in that moment yeah Mm. yeah i could sort of see him just thinking of him as being this ancillary person yeah once once again uh dale you know he's always up there on that rv and uh it's a metaphor because he sees everything he does. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I will say there was a few moments. I didn't I didn't write them all down, but there was a few moments where the editing and just honestly, even just through the series have been pretty good. But I really liked this the one moment where where Dale um geez, Glenn, you know, confesses to Dale that there's walkers in the barn and Lori's pregnant. And it immediately cuts to the scene where they're out practicing shooting. And it's just the bottle exploding, which I thought was pretty, like, metaphorical for probably Dale's mind at that time. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't think we even mentioned was, yeah, I think it was actually, man, I failed, I think we failed to mention this specifically in the last episode. So I'm just going to go back and, uh, and mention this now because it's another um, one of my favorite Dale moments. When he, when Glenn is explaining to Dale, when he's like, oh, yeah, all these people are, all these women are asking, acting crazy. And he's like, he's like, okay, who else? And he's like, uh, well, uh, Maggie wanted to have sex with me, and now she, you know, won't, won't give me the time of day or whatever. And he's like, well, how did, how do you know that Maggie wanted to have sex with you? And then he just like, there's that beat, and he's like, oh no, son, you didn't. <laughs> just, like, oh, 
I just love it so much. But. Yeah. Oh, that was that. I really liked that too. Oh, so many, God. so many great Dale moments. I just he was. He's so good. Like Jeffrey Demon is like. I mean, so many good, so many amazing actors on the show. But oh, Jeffrey Demon is just. He's just so perfect. He is. Oh man. Yeah, he's really perfect in that role. Oh man. And now all I can think of is like his face smashed up against a telephone booth. <laughs> yeah. Telephone booth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, younger um, Jeffrey Demon. Younger Jeffrey but, Demon. Uh, Oh, I, I don't know if he's ever actually been young though. He's one of those actors. I couldn't. I actually haven't looked up when he started acting, but I couldn't see him like as a young, a young man. Yeah, like he was born forty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was born forty, or it's like uh, I think we mentioned like when he first showed up. Uh, Herschel. Oh man, what's the name of the actor? Uh, uh, Scott Wilson, mm. who who was in like in the like sixties. He was you know in in Cold Blood, and which I haven't seen, but I went back and looked at the trailer. It's like yeah. It does. It does. Like he's obviously in his twenties, but he does kind of look like I don't know a young version of of an old person, if that makes sense. But yeah, I totally. I could totally see that. So, um, gosh, I I'm drawing a little bit of a blank. Do we have any other uh, characters we need to touch on? Living characters, I should say. God, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think we get any more. Uh, jimmy action in this episode even no. though he had his first line in the last episode yeah jimmy now he's and been Beth are... swiftly forgotten again yeah they're out running around in the woods being chased by herschel <laughs> probably <laughs> or, I guess. like y'all y'all are first cousins <laughs> you're supposed to be doing that right oh my god yeah oh, and i think i think you mentioned this but i don't think i don't think we even see t-dog do we i don't think we do <laughs> damn it I know. There's a lot where they're just like, we have no time for these people. It's like, well, okay, I guess. Yeah. Maybe you should make it a smaller cast. I yeah, maybe know. you should not write 50 characters. Yeah, maybe you whatever. need to kill a few people off. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Andrea. <laughs> oh, fucking Andrea. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When, you know, no, Again, no offense to uh, Lori Holden. No. Uh, but, uh, man, like, if, if you ask me, like, okay, do you want – do you want uh, a, a quarter of this episode to be Andrea or do you want a quarter of this episode to be T-Dog? I just be like, man, give me the T-Dog. What is he up to? Yeah. Like, give me T-Dog. He is so much more interesting. And yeah, I don't know. I think I think like Irony Singleton is kind of wasted in this show a little bit. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I hope he was getting paid well. And hopefully he was had like an air conditioned trailer to sit in. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, apparently, I mean, apparently, I think he still does like conventions and stuff. So, oh, think, that's uh, nice. At least, at least he's, uh, yeah, at least he's still, he's still getting paid for the show, oh, good. even if he's that's, not still on it. That quick segue, you can edit me out of this. Do actors get paid when they go to conventions? Well, yeah, I mean, you, well, they get paid. Usually, I think they get paid like to attend the convention. I don't actually know how that works, but I mean, the big money is in the fact that they're charging a hundred bucks for a headshot for a signed headshot in a picture. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, some of them, I mean, I think like 75 to a hundred bucks are like the low end. So consider like if you're, if you're moderately popular and you're signing like, you know, I don't know, 20 or 30 headshots an hour, right? you know, eight hours, six, eight hours a day for two or three days. That's some money. Do you money. think they, do you think they kind of like write in that into contracts, like um, when people have to do appearances for promotions, like like getting like you have to attend Comic Con, Comic Con as part of your contract? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Like, uh, well, you're talking about like doing like the panels and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a very. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. If hmm. Irony Singleton is listening, he should come on our show and tell us all about how yes. how his contract for The Walking Dead worked. I would love to know this. Yeah. yeah. Is he still on the payroll? Him, as him part specifically. Of the I don't know. I mean, hell, if, no, any yeah, of nobody the, else. if any of the actors are listening, they can, they're definitely, Steven Yoon is listening. You're yeah. more than, Jeffrey DeMunn, come on over. Yeah. Melissa Steven, McBride. just pass our number along to, to <laughs> T-Dog and then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lori Holden, she probably would not come on after we've badmouthed her character so much. But honestly, I'd be more than happy to talk to her, too. So Yeah, I mean, if yeah. she wants to come on and talk about Silent Hill, I know she's Hell done yeah. other things. So, yeah, it, it's it's not you, Lori. It's it's Andrew. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, great question. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Same. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine I'd imagine it's I'd, I'd imagine there's some sort of like promotional clause in there that covers a bunch of stuff and Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure i'm sure even if it's not specifically in there i'm sure like hey go to comic-con to be on this panel 
is yeah. you know strongly suggested to be a you good move for Jimmy your career. Fallon and Cohen. Oh God. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, man, you'd have to pay me if I was a. I'm sorry if I was an actor. You'd have to. You'd have to bump my pay up a few a few yeah. zeros on there to get me to go on Jimmy Fallon. But anyways, yeah. that's not here here nor there. <laughs> that is here the nor ma- there. The man is completely unfunny and laughs at his all all his own jokes, which I can't stand. But yes. um, also Conan O'Brien should be hosting that show, not him. But let's move on. Um, yeah, let's what move else on we got? Because uh, much like people not getting paid to uh, appear on Comic Con, um, do you think any of those people playing walkers in the barn got paid? Uh, I think I think they I think every every walker gets paid probably like scale. I uh, here's a, a here's point. an interesting question to all these. I I'd imagine I'd imagine all the actors. I don't know I don't know how like extras work, and I'd imagine most of the yeah. walkers are considered extras. And I don't know how it works. I don't know if extras no extras don't have. There's no way that they all have to be SAG. Because you have to get like your SAG card by showing. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but yeah. uh, I, I'm sure they're getting scale. So which means they're probably getting like 200 bucks in a ham sandwich a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> or man, something like that. So um, speaking of those walkers, did you, I don't honestly have any. I don't think I really have any dead to discuss. I know there was a little incident in the pharmacy, which is so weird. Like, where'd that guy come from? Certainly, with as many times as you've been in the pharmacy, you would have seen that guy before, but. I guess you weren't in like the prenatal vitamin section. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He was just hanging out there, just waiting for someone, some pregnant lady to come by and get her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess the only thing, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I have any walkers specifically to talk about. I guess the only thing to really talk about here is, uh, I, I well, I guess we actually kind of touched on, you know, why Herschel is keeping them in there. Mm. But doesn't, isn't, uh, is it there, there's a scene with, Maggie and I'm trying to remember where it was exactly. I didn't even take a note on it, but I just uh, kept it kind of kind of in the memory banks. But isn't there a scene where he's talking to Maggie about that uh, about the the walkers in the barn, and she says like uh, she says something along the lines of like, yeah, I don't just think of them as walkers. They have, yeah. you know, I think of them as like mom and you know Jim yeah. and Steve or whatever. Which is kind of an interesting, like, that that kind of, the, those dueling philosophies, which obviously she's kind of, like, her and Herschel are kind of of the mind that these are still people. And when they look at them, they don't just see, like, monsters. They see the people that they loved. Which is kind of interesting, because, like, even, obviously, everyone in the, in the group kind of knows. I mean, even, you know, Andrea obviously had kind of trouble saying goodbye to her sister but when she did turn she was the one who shot her so yeah i don't know it's kind of an interesting contrast between like the people the people who understand like when when someone dies they they are no longer a human they are now a threat and they you know it's either them or you and the people who are like i don't know kind of holding on i i don't even i I can't remember do they even talk at all about like are they hoping to cure them at some point or do they mention that I think that that was kind of alluded when Dale and Herschel were talking okay. in the barn. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I, I guess I guess they're holding on to hope. Although we kind of talked about this, uh, you know, if you listen to our sister podcast, The Video Store Junkies, we covered all of the Living Dead films. And I think we talked about this some on the Survival of the Dead episode because we were like, even if you could cure someone, if, if you could bring, if someone was a zombie or they were undead and you could bring them back to life, then they would just die because those people are like rotted inside. And many of them are missing like, you know, appendages and they have their guts (laughs) hanging out. Like none of those people would just get better. Like, right. You're just going to return them to their state of deadness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even if you could like cure the undeadness, like you couldn't cure their, their deadness, which, yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of always kind of gets me when people are like, "Oh, well, maybe there's a cure." It's like, have you looked at have you looked at the the zombies? Because, yeah, they they ain't coming back. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's really great. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of a. I guess well, now here's a question. Okay, in the uh, this is a, this is Darabont, I guess adjacent because he straddles both these universes. But what if you have if someone dies and become a zombie? Then what happens if you if you bury them in the pet cemetery? <laughs> oh, do, no. do they do they come back completely normal? 
That's my question. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Please I, write I, this down. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna write. Yeah, I'm gonna write a fanfic. Please. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I need that to happen. Like you could just make it like a short. We can my, do this. Yeah, Pet Cemetery, Walking Dead crossover. I'm sorry. I'm way off on a tangent oh here. No, that's okay. I'm really proud that we were, we were able to take some tangents, and Bill Mulligan wasn't even here. Like we did it on our own. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it's funny. He's here in spirit though, because I do remember yes. him being the one who mentioned you like the, the whole thing about yeah, if you if you cure a dead person, they're just gonna <laughs> die because, or if you cure an undead person, they're just gonna be normally dead because, yeah, none of those people could actually survive their injuries. Yeah, because I mean, like Bill. yeah, because I mean, especially considering like even if even if you just get bit and you turn and like sure some people are, but like a lot of these people got bit. And like they actually just straight up died because they got like arteries torn out. They, they, you know, bled out or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Anyways, the only other I think the only other dead I have to talk about is I do appreciate that uh, we get a little more. We get a little more of a horde action because when they go out to the the housing development um, and they're they're in there and, you know, I guess Andrea's having her. Her, uh, her moment of of centering and um yeah. but yeah so we we get to see i guess they um they realized that we needed a break from the farm so i guess i appreciate that that is true that was some kind of moment all right yeah um, <laughs> but that's but yeah. true it was kind of nice to have a little bit more of you know some sort of exciting i guess yeah action not just kind of interpersonal drama i mean for, for me that's also like sometimes i enjoy seeing that sort of thing in zombie movies because when they when they show you when they show you the undead in situations that are supposed to be kind of i don't know like peaceful and safe like you know neighborhoods one of the reasons i love that scene from the dawn of the dead remake the opening scene so much is that it's set in this film. Like, they show the neighborhood beforehand. It's, like, very nice and scenic. And, you know, there's the kid roller skating and everything. Mm. And then they show it's turned into, like, utter hell in the next <laughs> scene. And I don't know. I just kind of like that. So I, I do love the yeah. fact that they, uh, they, yeah, they put it in a uh, in a housing development. That but. is true. Yeah. It really was. And it was very, you know, almost really kind of picturesque when they first rolled up into it. Because it's very quiet. Yeah. You know, cars in the driveway. Yeah. Exactly like you explained. And, yeah, very unassuming. And then it wasn't like, and it was kind of like, where the hell did all these guys come from? Yeah, and then you, and then you see, uh, you get to see that something, something happened in that, uh, in that garage. Yeah, was that where there was like a big blood puddle or something? Pardon no, me. That, that's where it's. Uh, it looks like a bunch of people got burned. Oh shoot, that's right. That yeah. was very hmm. weird. I wonder what um, happened there. Yeah, I don't. That was very interesting. The, the only reason I mentioned it for I I could actually be totally misremembering because I I didn't actually look this up. I think that might actually be the next webisode series, which tells <laughs> what happened there. I don't okay. know. I could be totally making that up. I like I, it though because it sort of felt like you were kind of like, ooh, I know yeah. stuff. So yeah, that would be really that would be, and it would make sort of make sense, right? Considering the last one was very like suburban neighborhood ooh, yeah so i i could be like i said i could be making that up i vaguely remember that from literally a decade ago when i watched all this stuff but uh yeah i I don't know we'll see we'll see to like celebrate your brain power if that's Uh, dude right like we're all gonna have a bowl of cereal (laughs) (laughs) the first time the first time anyone ever accused me of having brain power or a good memory (laughs) no that's that's the sad thing i actually have a great memory for totally random shit that doesn't matter it's so true. Yeah. 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 But, you know, if you ask me important things about, you know, what I did at my job this week, I'd have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah. That's so great. that's all. That's all I got for the uh, the dead, I think. Yeah. So I guess we can just move into our, our very next segment, which is save or sacrifice. Oh, where boy. maybe we want to turn one of those people into the dead. So do you have a do you have a save? Oh God, I got an easy. I got an oh. easy save. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a no brainer. I think uh, I think you know Dale a trying to trying to take some of that uh, yes. that that psychological baggage off of Gwen oh, first of all. What a such guy. a good guy. guy. Yeah, and then trying to take those uh, you know those those secrets that Gwen revealed to him, mm-hmm. and try to go around and try to address some of these issues. And, you know, try to help out. Um, and also the fact that he, you know, stood up to Shane. So Man. definitely, definitely saving Dale. 
Absolutely. He and was he was my pick as well. Can, can I? Yeah. Can I actually? I'm gonna cheat and I'm actually gonna go back to something I said and I'm gonna sacrifice. I'm gonna sacrifice two people because I oh do my wish, god. I do oh wish my that god. that car horn had like summoned a bunch of walkers and like mid coitus like Andrea and Shane. They'd been like so distracted they didn't even notice all the walkers until it was too late and they just started like breaking the windows and pulling them out and eating them. So that's my uh, yeah. That's my 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 cheat there is I'm going to kill both those people. I can't even tell you how perfect that is because my note was these guys annoy me. Andrea and Shane can just go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah, I have the exact same pick because, yeah, freaking Dale, though. Like, he, <laughs> I don't even know if like Andrea and and Shane would have felt as bad if dale just wasn't so good (laughs) it's like oh those two are just typical assholes whatever but it's like dale was just so great that it's like oh fuck those guys they need to go and then he was like mean to dale don't be mean to dale (laughs) i think i think that is you know one of the things i you know i I definitely give the show kudos for like it it does have some very unlikable characters it has some characters you're kind of i don't know you don't really just care either way about but it it does actually do a great job of giving you characters you really do care for so also a something else i it's kind of funny didn't even occur to me though and you know you're talking about uh uh shane and andrea just going it's kind of funny that like when dale confronts shane he's like yeah you should just leave and then shane like basically threatens to kill him i was like shane dude you were planning on leaving like why like why don't you like now you're offended you're like literally like i'm gonna kill you for even suggesting that yes like okay oh god yeah i don't it was very bizarre (sighs) but and i i talk that up not to like inconsistent writing about the fact that he is a psychopath so yeah yeah because he totally is one of those people that's like well i was gonna leave (laughs) yeah but now now that you told me to i'm gonna stay here yeah because i'm an asshole yeah Mm -hmm. yep yep 100 (laughs) percent so uh man oh man oh and i did i also wanted to give an honorable mention to nelly oh yeah she's, she's, a, she's yeah. a good girl i well is she though i mean she almost killed daryl but she did she did but it, you know honestly like it's not it was her his fault, fault. Yeah, yeah he picked the wrong yeah. horse and, yeah. and herschel would have told him that's true yeah <laughs> she never she she didn't volunteer so yeah, yeah. but she's a good, good girl she got home yeah. and honestly like horses are really smart and like they'll do stuff so like I mean, I've seen, like, a horse, like, shit in another horse's food bucket. <laughs> like, just back up to, right. the, to the bucket. Like, because it just is mad or, like, it's right. just trolling the other horse. Like, they just, they know. They're jerks. Uh, but at the same time, they can be complete little sweet nuggets. So, yeah, um, yeah he, he um, they better watch it. <laughs> that Nelly, yeah. she's a smart, smart girl. And, you know, honestly, if he had just hung on, she probably would have just taken him back to the house, too. That's true. Yeah. Oh, well. I have no notes or trivia for this episode. I don't think I, I do either. Although, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the only thing going way back to the the top of the show, I did want to mention, I thought it was kind of interesting. Mm. So David Boyd, who directed this episode, was actually the director of photography who stepped in. I can't remember the, the guy who did the, the first episode, but David Boyd had taken over for uh, Guts and he shot every episode through <gasps> Cherokee Rose. So oh. I thought that was kind of interesting. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I remember seeing that he had done quite a few episodes, but that's a really interesting uh Yeah. Interesting he, I, think, I think he went on to, to direct uh, a handful of episodes. But, yeah. So this is the big question for you. Oh, boy. Are you ready? I'm ready. What, I know what, what it's... What scale? Yeah, you yeah. know where this is going to go. <laughs> Another question is going to be, and my answer is, uh, how do you want me to be moderately offensive or, like, super offensive? Oh. Oh, I kind of really want super offensive. <laughs> Okay, well, let's just, I'm going to offend, uh, the, you know, out of the, the 20 listeners we have, I'm going to offend probably 17 of them. I don't I actually don't know how offensive this is, but yeah. So we're going to, let's rate this, let's uh, slap a rating on this episode. And this one we're going to rate out of five morning after pills. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> how many, how many things are, are we, how many of th- those things are we going to pop and then immediately throw up? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I'm that's terrible. Die. No, it's so good. Uh, oh, I asked we, for it. Uh, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Oh. I told you. I told you. <gasps> so beautiful. <Okay. laughs> or, or if we want to fall back, I was going to say we could also just do it. Uh, how many, how many chickens are we going to sacrifice? Because Patricia, oh Patricia, at the beginning of the episode, you know, she's uh, killing some chickens and throwing them down. So. Is that really bad that I'm just like, I really like chickens. Let's go to the pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
that's that's fair. Uh, I'll go with that. Chickens. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, do you have a ranking already established for this? I do. I do. And I, you know, I I feel like God. I feel like kind of a broken record because I feel like all of these episodes so far in the season have been kind of in the same kind of range. But um, I'm gonna slap. I'm gonna. I'm going to take three of those morning after pills. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to panic. I'm going to be as naive as Glenn and, you know, girl's going to say, I think I might be pregnant. And the first thing I'm going to do is take some morning after pills and be like, oh, wait, that's not how it works. Um, yeah. There's there's nothing I can do about this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, three, three, <laughs> three of those pills. And um, I think this is a very strong episode. You know, I think uh, that obviously like the Dale stuff is kind of kind of the, the highlight here. I mean, I think the only reason I kind of knock it down a little bit from the last one is we do, I don't know, man, we just spend so much time with Andrea and Shane, and (laughs) I just don't (laughs) like, I don't like either of these characters, and especially, like, I think, I think my problem with Andrea is, like, Shane is compelling in how bad of a person he is, whereas Andrea is just, like, I still do not understand why I'm supposed to care about her, so... Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I'm just yeah. like she's she's not like a compelling person. It's like, "Ooh, yeah, I I love to hate her." I'm just like, "Who cares?" It's like going all the way back to the the end of the last season. I was like, "Why would Dale I save her?" I don't know. Anyways, um so yeah, three three of those three of those suckers and then I will vomit them up because who knows what kind of side effects they'll have on me. <laughs> I apologize once again to anyone who's offended by this. Oh my gosh, yes, we apologize. Everything mentioned here is actually not our opinions, it's those of Paul Cardulo's. Oh yes, so <laughs> from any... the Video Store Junkies, so please <laughs> yeah. write him. Yeah, write him. He, he writes these scripts out for me beforehand. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yep, everything yeah. is written by, and edited and approved. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you know, puppets. It's, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So this is really interesting. This is kind of similar to our last episode, and it's so tough because it's such a great, episode for dale and like if it was just dale and like these little interactions with people i would be like four stars four vomited up morning after pills <laughs> um but but then it's like you're right because they do focus so much on shane and andrea and it's like fuck so i am actually so i'm gonna give it a 3.5 and i almost kind of waffle a little bit to like even a 3.25 but i'm gonna leave it because dale is a strong a strong fella but yeah it definitely knocked it down like having that focus on those two which i guess you know they're just like sorry we can't overindulge you guys you're gonna have to eat some vegetables with your pizza yeah (laughs) so you know that would be my score is a 3.5 nice and and i'm not a math person but i think that comes out to what (laughs) 3.25 i believe so i was gonna say we've we uh we've reversed ourselves from the last episode yeah. and we've, we've arrived at the same number so it's amazing it's yeah. amazing how that works oh which you know is fair and i i kind of similar sentiment where it's i think cause, you know sometimes these especially these middle episodes there's just kind of enough you know going along where it just kind of lands you right in the middle nothing too strong nothing yeah. too weak yeah which is good it's fair because you don't want to have a super weak episode I will. Yeah, I will. I will still I got to say, like, I was actually kind of surprised how good this season is, because for some reason I went into it remembering it being incredibly weak. And to be fair, I mean, it is not as good as the first season, but so far it's been entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. um, And it's funny because, you know, I think when I, you know, having I was a little more I think even just like the first episode, things were always more stressful the first time like when they ran into that the quote-unquote gang you know in the first season it's like oh my god this is so stressful they're gonna kill glenn and it's like no they're not you know it's like the whole thing where you get like all nervous about essentially we're just like sort of nothing so you know i you know i get sort of like oh this guy what a jerk and like he you know he might end up being like a pretty okay person like you know shane might have a complete turnaround (laughs) right (laughs) you just don't know um so yeah it's uh it's interesting, you know, going back and doing it all over again. So do you have any other uh, thoughts on this episode before we wrap this sucker up? Oh, no. I think wrap it up and put a bow on it. Awesome. We can, uh, <laughs> I like it. We're going to wrap it up and put a bow on it. And honk the horn and bring in the walkers <laughs> to uh, tear it apart. Just tear it apart. Nice. Yeah. So I did not think ahead to what our next episode is. Um, so I can't plan any sort of 
amazing segue to that. But I know that it will be uh, episode seven <laughs> of season two of The Walking Dead. And everybody should come back and listen to it because I'm sure it's going to be excellent. Right? I, I'll be here. Yeah. I know. I will too. And everyone else should be. Yeah. We'll see you guys then. Yeah. And, and you know, if, if you want to, if you're, if, if you're not the sort of person who can just remember to check your podcast thingy, see if a new episode has dropped, you can always just hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. You, you know, could be Spotify, uh, could be Stitcher, could be iTunes, could be Google Podcasts, could be right on our RSS feed, could be, I don't remember the name of it, but I, I submitted, uh, we're on some, like, apparently the, like, biggest podcast network in India now. So, uh, if you're first of all, if you're listening to us uh, from India, uh, hi, how's it going? And uh, also hit that subscribe button and, uh, you know, you can get all of our episodes immediately upon release. So, yes. And hello to all of our listeners. Yeah. Near and far. We, <laughs> in we adore India, you. Uh, in India. I think, I think we have, a, you know, a couple, I think we got a couple of listeners in Australia. So, hey. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're multi, multinational. multinational. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you. It, it warms my cold dead heart every time that Zach tells me we have a new download. <laughs> We're multinational, even though even though technically, like I think the two of us are like something like three hundred miles apart. So we're actually not very multinational, but <laughs> our, our, you know, we love listeners all over the world. Good night. Right. Good night. Bye. <laughs>